0: From down and out to down under on the Brink of Reality podcast, straight ahead.
1: Welcome back to the Brink of Reality Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Brinks. Good chair. As always, here to bring you my latest Survivor 43 exit today with the fourth place finisher, the fire maker loser, unfortunately, Jesse. Fire making challenge. Ah, Jeff, 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 Jeff. Jeff. What are we going to say about this? I am still never going to be a fan, even though David Wright potentially could have won if it had been in. I just, yeah. I'm just never going to be a fan of the Firemaking Challenge. But for Jesse, unfortunate that he goes out this spot, played a really great game, post-merge especially, the double idle play. Um, it's really cool to, to see that come off. It is one of my favorite moves in the last probably five years of Survivor um, as a single move. So, yeah, really, really cool. Uh, I asked him about that move in the game in this podcast so stay tuned for that and all the little other tidbits that he can share only a limited window for 15 minutes but still really cool to hear Jesse talk about his game so stay tuned for that if you haven't already go back check out the other podcasts already out and the one to come alright press and play on this podcast with Jesse
0: everybody's
1: gonna Jesse how are you going?
0: I'm good man I'm good you know still uh recovering from last night uh just celebrated a little bit so yeah, good, good, good. You know, just right
1: to... no totally I, and look that's part of the part of the joy of getting to to play is to have that celebration on the night what did you do last night to celebrate the game that you played?
0: Uh, I was at a party with friends and family, and uh, my wife was there watching with me, and uh, it was it was a good time.
1: Let me come to that then. Obviously, you spoke about you know Survivor being such a, a transformative experience for you, and obviously, you spoke about how your family is central to everything that you do. You have that very close circle that you give everything for. How how big has it been? I guess getting to share that experience with those people that are that mean so much to you.
0: Uh, it's been it's been so much fun, uh, you know, to be able to share it with my wife and my kids. And uh, we went to Disneyland for a couple of days this past week, and uh, people were recognizing me. <laughs> and my son was just freaking out, and he was jumping in the photos that they were taking, uh, and he's just yelling, "Get that money, baby!" at everybody. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I love that. That's so cool. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about, I guess, what we observed and, and saw last night? Obviously. Um, heading into that final uh, challenge and heading into that fire challenge in particular, where was your head at? Because I know I've seen people comment on it like that you seemed very like unsure about how you would go in that fire making challenge. You didn't seem to have as much confidence you had throughout the show. Were you nervous and, and feeling the weight of expectation that this was potentially a million dollar challenge that you were competing in?
0: Yeah, I think that whole day um, leading up to the fire making challenge. So like, I mean, coming after coming, coming out of the final four immunity challenge, I was crushed. Like I knew that I was going in a fire. Like it was just very blatantly obvious that like, you know, that's where I was heading. And so I spent that whole day just prepping fire like just practicing in the forest didn't talk to anybody really uh other than the brief conversation I had with Cass um and I mean it wasn't a lack of confidence or anything like that um I I just knew a lot was riding on that moment I just knew a lot was riding on that moment
1: there's a lot that happened in your game but is there a moment that you look back at and you have regret for not making a move or making a move when maybe you should have not made a move. No, I, I
0: don't. I don't have. Honestly, I've been asked before, like, do I have any regrets? And I, I don't have any regrets about any of the moves that I made, including the Cody one. I was playing. My game plan was: I am going to play a game that, if I somehow am able, if they let me slip into the final three, I want, I want, I want to have like no questions asked. Like I want to have played the best game and having Cody with me at the final three, there would have been a lot of questions asked, right? He would have been sitting there trying to say he made the same moves that I did. And we wouldn't, we would have been tripping over each other. And so I don't have any regrets. I think that I took him out when I needed to take him out. I just couldn't quite close the deal at the end there with the fire. So, you know, I, I, I I stand by all my moves. I love that. I would
1: love that you're owning that as well. And talking about that relationship, talk to me about that relationship with Cody because it seemed really close throughout. Um, can you talk about your connection with him?
0: Yeah, I mean, me and Cody, like, we were day ones. We literally started the literally started the game together. We the first challenge. I don't know, like, if people remember, but the first challenge when we we're running to go get. The boxes, me and him are standing side by side together. So we literally started the game together. We spent so many hours with each other uninterrupted, um, strategizing you. And then when you're also voting with people and we voted together on every single vote, um, it just creates this sort of bond. And so it was hard. It was hard to 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 betray him. It was it was really rough.
1: Oh, of course, but ultimately, like you have to put the game first, which you did do. Can you talk to me a little bit about the the way that your mind was thinking about the um, <clears throat> flushing of the idol play? Because, I to me, that's one of the one of my favorite plays in Survivor history. I love that play on so many levels. <laughs> so, I just want to dig deep into your headset. Like, can you talk to me about thinking about that, creating that move, and then it coming to fruition.
0: Yeah. Um, so we get back from the challenge. Cass had won and Cass was supposed to, that's who we had our sights set on was Cass that night. And she won, she won immunity. And so I'm sitting there with uh, Cody and he's like, I got a plan. I have this plan. We're going to convince Carla to, you know, that we're with her and we're going to vote Owen or Gabler and we're going to just flex our idols. And that was his plan that he was going to tell Carla but then he was going to blindside Carla. And I was like, Oh my God, that's pretty beautiful. If it works, like if you could convince her, that's beautiful. And then he sat down with Carla and he told her the plan and she fell for it. And I was like, Oh my God, this, he's going to get this move. He's going to get this move. And then when I'm sitting there in between Carla and Cody, I'm just thinking, like, I'm thinking like, I got to do something. Like I have to make a move. Like this is the time. And, uh, and it just, it just came. And I thought it was crazy, honestly, when the idea came to me of like play, taking Cody's idol, playing in on whoever Carla thinks is going to go home that night just to spook her into playing her idol. I thought that would be absolutely crazy if it happened. And I don't know if this is going to work out, but let me go and try. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it did. And it's, that was the most intense moment that I had out there was playing that idol and sitting down next to Cody after that. My heart was in my throat.
1: We talk about idols a lot in this game, and the the power of having the idol and the knowledge of having the idol as well. You kept it a secret, which I think is the right way to do it. So many people share oh,
0: Janine. idol.
1: Yeah. So can you can you talk a bit like how you kept that a secret, and and I guess like um, what kind of what kind of emotions and feelings did you feel when you had um, Janine's idol in your back pocket?
0: What's crazy is uh, like people like are wondering like, Oh, did he like somehow switch the votes to Dwight after Dwight gave him the idol? How did he convince Dwight to give him the idol? Um, honestly, Dwight, that was a lot. That was a lot of luck. <laughs> um, the votes were already going in Dwight's direction. And then he panicked over the knowledge power. And he ran up to me really, really shortly before tribal and handed it to me and I'm freaking out because I'm, I know that Dwight's about to go home and he just handed me Janine's idol. And I did not know if he told anybody. So actually, when I got back after Dwight got voted out and we got to the back to the island, um, I was expecting maybe Janine to come up to me or Noel to come up to me and be like, hey, did Dwight give you the idol? And so I had stuffed the idol in my buff to hide it so in case they came up to me i was gonna just lie i was gonna pull out my pockets i was gonna empty my bag and it was just gonna sit in my buff the whole time and so that night was crazy it was scary and i just remember janine being very distraught and upset and i'm trying to comfort her and her idols in my buff (laughs) and so it's just it was wild it was wild
1: Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. And I I know that came up in the um, finale as well. In terms, in terms of um, the, the moves that you made, is there a move that you're most proud of in this game? And it doesn't have to necessarily be one of those big flashy ones, but is there a move throughout the entirety of your game that you think back and reflect on, like, yeah, that's, that's something that I did that really put me in a good position um, to get further in this game?
0: Um, I think, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is obviously like the Cody one, like I, I can't not be proud of that one. That was just like insane that it actually it actually unfolded the way that I wanted it to unfold. Like that was incredible. Um, so I'm very proud of that. I think the other one that comes to mind, um, a little less flashy, was uh, Noel's vote out. Um, I felt I was working the middle really hard that time. I was literally running between Carla and Noel and telling them each other's plans, and they both still trusted me. And I also ran up to Sammy at one point and I was like, Sammy, we're both in the middle here. Like me and you, we can go whatever way you want to go. Just tell me who who we should take out tonight. And he ended up telling me like, he ended up telling me, um, he wanted to take out Carla. And the next time we go to tribal, he wants to take out Noel. And I literally ran back to Carla and I was like, Sammy wants to take you out. And then I ran over to Noel and I was like, Sammy wants to take you out after taking alcohol. (laughs) So I was just playing this middle game and it was just beautiful because I wasn't even telling people lies at that point. It was telling them just all the information that I was accumulating just based off of these relationships I had.
1: Yeah. It's so cool. It's really, it's really amazing um, that you got to do that. Can you can you talk to me a little bit about the vote out at four, well, not vote out, but the fire losing challenge at four, heading to Ponderosa, and then 24 hours being at the final Tribal Council, where's your head in that moment? And how how are you processing um, the game in that moment, heading into that final Tribal Council?
0: I mean, as soon as, the, as, soon as Gabler's flag went up, right, and his rope snaps, I'm gutted. Uh, just emotionally, it was just just to watch it all go up in flames was uh literally was was rough um and i only had 24 hours to sort of process my own feelings about things and then start to do something that i hadn't considered the entire game which was like figure out oh my god who am i gonna vote for to win this game like and so it was a lot. It was like, I'm processing things. I'm trying to get back to Ponderosa and make amends with Cody. <laughs> and, and then also, you know, think through, oh my God, who played, who played the best game here?
1: And ultimately Gabler was that person for you. Why Gabler in that moment?
0: Uh, I think for me, it came down to, I asked a couple of questions at Tribal. I think I asked like two or three. Um, and Gabler gave, gave the most sound answers to them. Um, I asked for people to give me an example of a time they persuaded people to do things in this game and Gabler said the Ellie vote. And that was absolutely true. Gabler spearheaded that vote and he got that done. Um, and the answer that Cassidy gave was inaccurate, like, and no fault to her own. She just didn't realize how close she was going home how close she was to going home that night that Ryan went home um, and so I think that Gabler sort of checked the boxes that um, that I had you know the little checklist I had made in my head
1: What have you learned about yourself from this whole Survivor experience Jesse? Uh,
0: I I mean I, I, talked to, I talked about it on the show like I grapple with like imposter syndrome and self doubt and all of that but like watching it back like it's just incredible. Like I feel very proud of the game that I played, and I feel very proud of what I was able to do out there. Um, and it's just taught me to be more confident in myself. Like I, I killed it. Like I, I can, con- and that's so weird to even say because like, <laughs> I just constantly am in a state of self doubt. <laughs> but like I, I honestly feel like I can say that I killed it.
1: Yeah, no, you did kill it. I think, I know <clears throat> I know. in this window, social media can be like a really weird place, especially like when there's contention around votes at the Final Tribal Council. But I think that on reflection, and I hope that you've felt this from the community generally, at least the people that care about the show, like uh, people have loved what you've done this season. I think you've been the standout player of this season. I really genuinely hope that you get that second chance at some point to go back and play. Um, And it'll be, if they let you through again, they're stupid but we see this happen Jesse we see like Sandra's won twice
0: so like who know knows know. it might be tough next time <laughs> all
1: right that is where I am my chat with Jesse again huge shout out to Jesse for coming on talking about his game and he seems in pretty good spirits which I really appreciate Uh it's a hard one that fourth place finisher you know that final day we used to call it what day 38 club Uh I don't even know how many days we have now 26 so day 25 club not the same ring but uh unfortunate for jesse that he went out in that spot but yeah really enjoyed his game throughout and i i like that partnership he had with cody as well so uh yeah the move that he did make i really did rate it highly i think it's one of the best moves we've seen in a long time so uh huge out jesse i don't know who to compare him to my white lotus comparisons for this one um i have thought about it and this is maybe a little bit of a strange comparison so let me know at your your thoughts at Ryan V Brink I, maybe like Lucia a little bit um, someone who is always like a few steps ahead of everyone else while they're playing one game like she or he is playing a completely different game so yeah that's just what I'm thinking. Let me know, at Rivey Brink. But uh, I am about to edit my last podcast. I'm not sure which order I'm going to release these in. I think um, in reverse. So we'll see uh, what we get to them. Whichever order you listen to, thank you very much. And that's it. Until next time the community has spoken, I have spoken. I'll chat to you very soon. See ya. Bye. Travis spoken.